Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our Quick Takes series as part of our Medicaid Leadership Exchange. My name is Hillary Kennedy, and I'm the Program Director for Medicaid Leadership here at NAMD. I'm thrilled again to be joined by Ed O'Neill as part of this conversation, and um, it's brought to you in partnership with CHCS and funding from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. So today, Ed is going to do a quick high-level review on um, creating vision and coherence. Our brains are not meant to take a lot of inconsistency. And so as leaders, it's nice to be able to set that vision and encourage coherence for our teams. So with that, I will pass it to Ed. Thanks, Hillary. It's great to be back uh, talking about this particular topic. In other words, we've talked some about vision. We've talked some about um, the need to respond to this VUCA situation that's so demanding for everyone. And um, today we want to focus a bit more on the coherence and the relationship of uh, coherence to the uh, vision. I, I have oftentimes suggested in leadership training that, that um, if if vision doesn't strike you as part of your individual leadership responsibility, that may be thinking about coherence, your responsibility to make it understandable. It doesn't need to all be positive and good, but it needs to be understandable. It needs to be coherent. Humans like coherent situations. We, we're disposed to um, order and we create order out of um, situations. And we'll talk some about that today and the quick takes discusses it in a bit more detail. The first uh, component to this, um, I learned from a, a really terrific writer um, uh, three decades ago, Anton Antonovsky, um, in, a, in a terrific book called Unraveling the Mysteries of Health. And Antonovsky is an epidemiologist and a social medicine uh, person, we would say today. And he, what he did was he looked at populations that had no business being healthy, but in spite of the physical Con, uh, affronts that they had, uh, they remained healthy. And what were the characteristics of the culture that they lived in? And he found that there were three things, the, uh, and those three things were are important. And they've always been important to me in leadership and in and in organizational coherence. Um, the first thing is um, uh, you understand the problems. Um, doesn't mean you minimize the problems or ignore the problems, but you understand the problems and the basis for those problems. So that's not just every morning a brand new problem comes over the transom and you have to, you have to deal with it. The second thing is um, you um, may not have all of the resources needed to address the problems, but you know how to get them, you know what needs to be done, you have a pathway to be, um, to uh, show agency, to be agentic, uh, to address those. It may be difficult, it may be challenging, but you don't feel hopeless and helpless. Um, the third is that, and uh, I think this is an exact quote from Antonovsky, you participate in a broader ground of meaning. It's not just about your survival as an individual. It really is uh, about a broader context for your work. It can be the, a team. It can be your organization. Medicaid's particularly blessed by that because there's a, there's a noble purpose that Medicaid agencies serve and people are called out to do that. It can be church. It can be community. It can be your family, but it's not just just about your own individual survival. And I think 
all three of these, understanding, um, have some sense about agency, and participate in a broader ground of meaning, almost always resonates with people at an individual level, but I'm encouraging you as a leader to think about how do we elevate these things uh, to our organizations. Second dimension of this, take that same framework and just apply it uh, to an individual's being challenged. So what your responsibility is as organizational leader, but also for team leader of your executive leadership team and, and other senior leaders, is to push on the individuals to make sure that they understand the individual challenges that they face, that they understand the resources that they've had. I've had many conversations in the past uh, three months with people who uh, have gotten to a point of being depressed about the situation. And really in just five or 10 minutes of conversation, I get them to understand that they really do have uh, many more resources uh, to draw on. We have a tendency, even though we'd like things to be coherent and meaningful, we have a tendency to focus on the negative. It's also a part of how we survive. We, we can get anxious about the negative part and that, that made us um, uh, over the hundreds of thousands of years be able to respond to those negative situations. But if we stay stuck in that negative assessment, we defeat ourselves and our ability to respond and then calling out individuals to understand that they, they participate in these broader webs of meaning. They have families, they have communities, they have commitments to social causes. Um, all of those things are things that you need to help uh, them and you as well as you remain resilient in this uh, time of crisis. And then the, the third thing is to think about uh, how we, we push um, the meaning back into our organizations, but in a flexible fashion. The, the reality is it's not the same as it was in January. Um, there are new challenges and there will be many, many challenges, almost like a patient recovering from COVID-19, uh, as challenging as the 20-day um, ICU stay was. It, it appears that the post um, uh, COVID-19 recovery can also have its own challenges. I noticed this morning that there's a, um, a, a large number of healthcare facilities opening post-COVID clinics. We need to start thinking about, about that. How do we uh, use the flexibility that this uh, challenge uh, has offered? Um, how do we uh, give up things, uh, set new priorities, uh, decide that we, we, we've always done this, we can't do it any longer because there are other things that are more pressing. Um, how do we move individuals into new roles? How do we develop new partnerships? All of those things, that flexibility associated with it is a part that the leadership within our Medicaid agencies can actually provide. And while we want to sometimes for coherence sake, stick with the past, it's your leadership now that will break uh, those connections to the past when they're necessary and needed. So more to say about this. Hope you take a look at the quick takes. And um, as uh, it's been our, our uh, little tradition here in the past, several of the quick takes relate to this one. So I hope you, you'll take a look at uh, others uh, around vision uh, and around VUCA to get a, a richer understanding of this. Hillary, with that, I'll turn it back to you and appreciate being with everybody um, this afternoon. Hi, thanks, Ed. And that's a great reminder that 
we have multiple resources available on the NAMD and CHCS website. So um, folks who are just coming to join the Quick Take series should feel free to, to access those earlier editions and conversations as well. So with that, we'll say goodbye for the day and we look forward to our next conversation. Thanks everybody.